welcome 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 to the k talk podcast so today i thought that we would just do a little bit of chatting about business and building a business and being an entrepreneur slash entrepreneur yeah that's right she entrepreneur so i thought that we would have a little chat about that and why it's a little bit different for men than it is for women So as much as I hate to say this, having a business does kind of sort of correlate to your SES, which is your social economic status. And I really hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, and I'm not saying that these are true statistics, but let's be real. If you come from more of an affluent family and you don't have to worry about certain things, it'll be easier for you to operate your business and run it straight out of the gate. You'll still have to do the work, but it'll be a little bit different. But on top of your class, there's also your race. So, you know, in Canada, race is not something that is openly discussed until recently. But similar to the United States, it's the similar principle here. But let's talk about... how to run a business so I mean for anybody there are rules of engagement right and the first one is for you to open a business you need to have passion let's just get that right out the gate two you need to be consistent three you need to be transparent and four which is very important you do need to have some money in order to invest in this business. And one of the things that I find is that often, like, people have really great ideas, like they really want to open a business, everything is going to be great, but they don't have the financial backing. And then they just decide to give up, which you should never do. You should never give up on wanting to open your business. I think that just like the very first or 50% of it is just the idea alone. The fact that you want to do that, I think, is super important. And there are ways around that. Um, At no time do I think that it's impossible for someone to open a business. No, because you could still work a nine to five job and still be able to save or scrape or whatever some money to, you know, even if it's like $10 a month or $10 a week, you could still save up. And not every business costs money. So I think some of the easier businesses are product-based businesses. Um, But, you know, product-based business means, in other words, that essentially you would become the forerunner of the business. I've had this in the past when I started my first official business, which was waste training. That took an investment. So I invested about $1,500, I believe, and I made more than $1,500. But I invested $1,500, and boy, let me tell you, the amount of mistakes I made, which you will do. So I bring this up because when you have a business, it's really important that when you decide to invest, this is money that you can afford to lose. It's kind of like playing the stock market. But essentially, if I didn't have $1,500 in my back pocket, then I wouldn't have been able to invest 1500 because it was too important. 
Um, and the reason I say this is because sometimes, you know, you have very impulsive people who are very excited, who just gung go at it gung-ho and everything. But you can't do that. Not because you shouldn't have belief in your, like, you shouldn't believe in yourself, but it's because if you need the money to pay your bills or pay your rent, that's where your money should go first. So product-based businesses are great. They're easier um, because you're selling a product, but on top of it being a a business, which I think is better during COVID time because you don't have to meet anybody person to person, like, etc., there's also service-based businesses. I run both. I like service-based businesses. Um, lucky for me, though, my service-based business was able to transfer to something virtual, like to do virtual assessments, um, make virtual appointments, that sort of thing. So I've been lucky in that capacity. But that doesn't mean that all businesses can do that. So one of the things that I find that's really important, especially for entrepreneurship right now, is during COVID. You need to find a business that you're able to transfer into something that is workable virtually. So meaning that if anything should ever happen, you can transfer your business to being something virtual. So, for example, if you decided that you wanted to become a nail a nail art no not nail art let's try this one this one's better okay let's say that you wanted to do microblading right that's a service that's a person-to-person business it's a good business one of my personal favorites but microblading requires people to come to you right it requires people to come into your shop it requires all this other stuff that during covid is impossible or next to being impossible so that wouldn't be a good business to do during COVID and even post COVID for a while, unless you are already set up. If you already do this, then you have no problem because you can have your clientele back. But if you're just starting a business, it wouldn't be the best business because people will be coming to you. And your personal feelings about COVID, including the government restrictions with COVID, that's a whole other situation, a whole other situation happening on that depart in that department. So that's not a feasible business for somebody who's just starting a business. Um, if you write books, that's also a good business to do. It's not service-based, but that's also product-based. The, the difference really between service and product is that service, you can include other people in terms of your, um, your marketing, whether you do digital marketing or your marketing, you could take photos, like... It's a little bit easier, especially if you're somebody who doesn't like the camera and you don't like pictures. That's a better business. If your business is product-based, it actually requires a lot more legwork from you. And during my business coaching, I always talk about this because I think products are really important, especially if you're somebody who does like public speaking or you go to engagements or you're a huge networker. Like People will always support you. And I always say this, you know, Let's say that you are a, like, I'll give you an example. So, for example, I do, like, business coaching. Um, and sometimes I, I have a sliding scale pay rate, but sometimes, you know, it's not something that, let's say, that somebody could afford necessarily. But I sell a pen as part of my promos for, like, a dollar. 
And people really like me. They can't afford the service. They're at least going to buy the pen that will support me. That's their version of supporting me. And I think that, you know, as people, we need to be a little bit more open to that. Because, again, SES is very important, right? People's social economic status. It is not always the fact that people will buy packages from you or they'll buy something from you. Sometimes a person's support just comes from them wanting to support you or liking the things that you stand for. Like they look up to you. And that to me, well, me personally, is very fulfilling. Does someone looking up to me pay my bills? We could argue about that. Um, in a way it does, because then more opportunities are opening up to me. Um, but that's a whole that's a whole other thing. But yes, that's what support looks like. It's like it, it, it doesn't always have to be them buying your exact business. It could just be them referring you to a friend, which I think is really important. And I think we should talk about referrals, especially for any kind of business that you have and why referrals are actually super important. Totally not sponsored, but I am a user of Aviv Smoothie, where I am an ambassador. And if you would like to use my code to save some money, it is CATS10. It is K-A-T-S-1-0 for you to get some really good goodies from them. All you have to do is enter CATS10, K-A-T-S-1-0. One zero, and you will receive something from Aviv E V I V E smoothies. Okay, thank you. So, I want to talk about referrals because I want to emphasize this. I think that. You know, um, a lot of people depend heavily on referrals, which is great. I don't have a problem with them. But I think depending on your demographic, who you're trying to appeal to, the kind of business that you're running, you cannot solely depend on this. Um, and as we move more into a digital age, that's going to be even more difficult. So let's talk about it. Um, many, many years ago, if I wanted a service... For example, let's say I wanted a, I don't know, um, let's say I wanted a chiropractor. Um, but my friend has already gone to a chiropractor. I'm going to go to her chiropractor. Um, or I could look one up in the Yellow Pages, but the Yellow Pages doesn't give me a rating, like whatever, like, I don't know. Some of you are like, what is a Yellow Page? Anyways, um, but that's how I would do it, right? Like you would prefer because you can't look on the, the yellow pages is not going to give you a star review of the person. Um, so you would just take your friend's word and you would go. But in 2020, that's not a thing anymore. In 2020, if I want a chiropractor, I can Google chiropractors near me. I can go on Instagram and look for chiropractic practices and things that they do and blah, blah, blah. And I can make my decision. So I have more than one place to look. So I don't just have to listen to Peggy Sue where she went to get her back cracked. I can now look all over the place. Um, but also with referrals is also the fact that what it's priorities. So what's important to me is not important to you. A chiropractic chiropractor that costs, I don't know, let's just say they cost 150 bucks, it may not be as important to me as like, I don't know, Pilates training. So priorities are very different. So you can't always depend on referral unless you have friends that are all like you and have all the same issues, which is highly unlikely. Um, but you can't depend on referrals to pull your business through. 
let's dive a little bit deeper. I find that these days people really, some people, some older people in business seem to think that referrals are the be and the end all. And it used to be 100%. But these days people want people who will give them a service, but they can relate to them. So for example, in the medical field specifically, usually your doctor is high up and you're all the way down because your doctor has obviously more knowledge. They've studied this, they know this, but things are changing, right? Now the government, especially in Ontario, they want you to be responsible for your health. So at the end of the day, the doctor is telling you all of this information, but what are you going to do with it? And I think that this is really important because you have to be responsible for your life, just like you have to be responsible for your business. And it, it works in the same way, right? Like what's the relatability? So when I had to change doctors, which is really difficult because I've had my doctor since I was a baby and I'm 29 now, and it was about two years ago, I had to change my doctor. Looking for a doctor was extremely stressful. A, there are so many doctors and B, it just was stressful. So when I went to meet my new doctor, she basically gave me a rundown of everything that she was about. So she wasn't really about antibiotics and taking drugs. She believed in a natural path, but of course, medication when necessary. And she let me know all of this about her to see if we were a good match for each other, right? Because that's really the business climate that you're in right now. Are we a good match or aren't we? If I was going to see a psychologist, me personally, I am a black woman. I want to see somebody who would understand where I'm coming from. That doesn't mean that they have to be black. It simply means that I need to know that they have enough um, knowledge or enough background on intersectionality to help guide me through the issues that I am having because culturally we all have very different issues right white women black women Asian women we're all different Spanish women we all we're all different we all have different issues we all come from different places and I'm not talking specifically to our homes I'm talking culturally and even within our homes but culturally there are very we, we have a very different way of dealing with things we have a very different way of, of living our lives so I want to know that you'll be able to help me in that context, that you understand where I am coming from. And that doesn't mean we have to be from the same place. I just need to know that you have that knowledge. So how would I know this? So I like to tell people in business, um, especially the people that I coach, that part of business is also being able to know that you can, um, that your your social media footmark or footprint, sorry, is more of a resume. It's your digital resume. So it lets me know a little bit more about you. Now, should I know your children and your husband and your... No, of course not. That's not my business. And I firmly believe that, right? Every single person, professional or not, is entitled to a level of privacy, right? Um, if you are in the social world, we speak this all the time to people who are in the vulnerable sector, people who have disabilities, mental illness, you name it. We say this, right? They're entitled to privacy. And the same thing goes for just every day. Um, but I do think that's why people should have business pages, because then, you know, you have your private, which I also have mine, your private Instagram page where you post whatever you want. You post your family, your kids, your house, your cook, whatever. But then you have your business page, which is primarily focused on your business, where maybe you put in, if you're a nutritionist, a couple of your meals that you make for your family versus like the meals that you make for yourself, not displaying your family. Or like, you know, you, you, you post about your vacation that you took to Greece or Thailand or wherever. And it gives me a little bit more background knowledge of who you are as a person. Like, oh, okay, so Dr. 
Elmiro likes to figure skate. That's interesting. Didn't really know that. I like to figure skate. That makes me a little bit more comfortable with Dr. Elmiro. Not that that person exists, but it makes me more comfortable. It, it tells me more about what you're about and that you'll be able to help me or comfort me in some way when I come to visit you at your office. Now, the reason that I'm saying this is because today, in the sensitive world we live in, we could even talk about mental health and COVID, you want to know that somebody understands where you're coming from. And what I mean by that is, if I sit in my office and I make $200,000 a year and, you know, my, my job is super comfortable, I can't necessarily relate to somebody who's just barely getting by and they just lost their job at like McDonald's. I can't, I can't, I can't really relate. But if I'm sitting in my office and I'm making $200,000 and once upon a time I have lost my job or somebody in my family has lost or I could relate in some way, it's a little bit different. So relatability is very important. And as a matter of fact, relatability trumps referral because just because my friend has referred me to you, when I get there, I might not like you. Like, I might just think, oh, my God, what a pompous twit. Like, I'm never coming back here. Like, how does my friend put up with this? Right. We all come from different backgrounds. And that's what I try to do on my personal business page is I try to be relatable. My page is a little bit more messy, but I've developed other pages for my businesses um, that differentiate them so that people don't get everything like they get what they need to get. Um, so personally, like some businesses are easier than others to market. Like nutrition is a very easy business to market because you post pictures about food, you are always eating. Let's be real. It's human nature. Okay. We're always eating. Whether it's chocolate, whether it's salad, whether it's pizza, you're always eating. So it's very easy for you to take pictures of food. Time consuming, yes, but it's always easy. Um, some more difficult business businesses um, that are difficult are things like um, psychology, psychology, social work. Those are difficult businesses because those would be more like personal little journals, right? If you're going to 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 build your business up. It's not going to be specifically related to your work. It can't be due to the fact that you have privacy clauses, you have consent, like there's just, there's a lot. So, you know, it'd be more so, but I, I've seen a lot of doctors do that right now. They've turned to podcasts, not just doctors, but psychologists, doctors, psychiatrists, whatever, social workers, they've turned to podcasts, they've turned to Instagram TV, They've turned to Reels. They've turned to TikTok. They've turned to different ways, not just to expand their business, but also to spread a message, um, especially when it comes to mental health awareness. So I say all this to say is that do not just depend on referrals. They are great, but they do not work all the time. It is not a way. A referral is more like you fishing, right? But that doesn't mean that you're going to hook the fish. You just have your bait out there. That's what a referral is. It's bait, right? But that doesn't mean you're going to hook. But to hook is more of like a relation, like a relatability. I can relate to you in some way or another. Um, and I think that that's important. And I do this myself, right? I think that the best way, and it's not about like, it's not like you're, you're being a salesperson or like you're, you're a car salesman. It's just that 
emotions are very important. And I think a lot of the times, especially when people are highly emotional, it's very easy for them to feel like you're being very insensitive or you're not understanding them and they need to know that you understand. Um, and a popular theory that I will share with you guys is basically like if you think about um, prison reform, right? Prison reform, if you think about, um, what's the other one? Drugs and alcohol, like all of those kinds of fields, if you look at them very carefully, it is people who have been through it. So it's people who have been alcoholics previously, people who have been addicted to drugs previously. Now they are counseling others to help them. Because if you do not do drugs, you could study it, sure, you could research it, but you don't really know how that person feels. You can understand the framework, but you can't understand the actual inside feeling in order to be sensitive enough enough to help them. And sure, they'll listen to you, but it may not be the same as somebody who could relate. Like, you know, like for you to give somebody advice who is at the bottom but you're at the top, you've never been at the bottom, it's, it, it just doesn't really always seem very sincere. And I'm speaking about this from personal like feelings because there have been times when people have said things to me when I'm at the bottom and they're at the top and it's like, are you serious? Like, you don't see how that would be insensitive. But my point is, is that people learn from experience. And I don't think, I think that we live in a world, especially with science, where experience is taken and kind of tossed out the window. Like, okay, no, no, no. It's about your education and this and that. And don't get me wrong, I myself am highly educated. But that being said, I believe that experience can never be discounted. Experience, especially something that you've lived through, is very powerful. Because the way that you manage to power yourself through it is what makes the difference. And that's why I'm saying, once again, that referral is bait. Because I need to know that you'll be able to service me in a way. Now, that being said, referrals don't work for product-based businesses um, in the same capacity. Um, Referrals work better for services. They do work for products, but not the same way. Uh, Just because, you know, products are more like um, self-reporting. If you're in the psychological world, you know what I'm talking about. But self-reporting are more like product-based businesses. So I use, I don't know, your get fit slim tea thing and it works for me, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person or whatever, whatever. Um, With services, usually it's just one size fits all with little tweaks here and there to fix things, um, to change a program for somebody. But in terms of like your slim tea and all that other stuff, like it may work, it may not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um... So you don't want to depend on that a lot for your business. Um, So yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about with referrals because I see it as a big thing that, you know, people, people try to do. Referrals work, like I said, for services, like in the nail business. If you refer me, you get 10% off or lashes. You refer me, you get 10% off. I'm having a sale for 80 bucks on like, you know, like that's how referrals work in that world. Um, It doesn't necessarily work the same way when we want to talk about like mental health or, I mean, it could, you know, refer to friends. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to talk about referrals because I know like a lot of, especially if you've been in business for a while, that might be your preferred route of marketing, but you can't let it be. Um, 
when it comes to marketing, the best thing to market is really and truly your skill set and your relatability. Um, I believe like back in like the 50s, 60s, you never market your feelings, but yet you find yourself buying certain products because your feelings are being marketed, just they're being coded. Um, today, you just bluntly market your feelings rather than coding them because I need something that I can connect to, especially if I'm going to spend my money on your service. Thank you guys so much for listening today and please stay tuned for more k talk because i'm super super excited to share more stuff with you guys this is just one part of my business segment it was super super um big but we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of some other things coming up soon so please stay posted and thank you guys so much for your support have a good day mm-hmm.